0: Another big shout-out to all of our fantastic listeners here of uh, Two Smoke and Guns as we bring you another hour of madness. I know we've always had mayhem. We need something else other than mayhem. Mirth. Mirth. Um, (laughs) Mogadon. Mocha chocolate, uh, I don't know. marshmallows, Indian marshmallows, yeah. So um, anyway, we're back to do it again. As I say, listening uh, to two smoking guns, and uh, it's about as much fun as two blokes could ever have in a week. And uh, the fun police will eventually catch up with us. They will. I have
1: no doubt. But anyway, Roxy, hello to you, mate uh, Hello to you, Scotty. What a momentous couple um, of uh, couple of days on the sporting front mate, over the last weekend. How has it been? Hey, been fantastic. Did well, you catch any of the cricket? Uh, no,
0: I actually haven't. seen Seen the cricket, but uh, no. all I heard was um, did old, old mate Starkey get uh, knocked around the park a bit?
1: Oh yes, he yeah. got slapped round yeah. like a ho- old Hollywood yeah, actress. Yeah, he did.
0: Donuts for sixty or something? Oh yeah, shocking. Yeah,
1: but um, watch watch the minis because yes, there's a, I there's, should watch the watch minis. the minis because yeah. they're good. But I um I I got up and watched it. Did you? I had a strategy though. Uh, I I had a late lunch uh, with friends. Right. arrived home at 6.30, had a little bit to eat and went to bed at 8.30. Oh,
0: that's, oh, that's tough though. Yes. So, I, hmm. And then I got up
1: at 12.30 and I watched it went back to bed at 4.30. But i wow. got to tell you, um, I know you've got a little segment, uh, but I want to shout out to a couple yeah. of people. Um Mitch Marsh, yes. uh, who has had endured 10 years of uh, mixed reviews from he, the Australian public, shall we stay? He, he, he's he's borne the brunt of several tirades, <laughs> I would have said. <laughs> well put, sir. Well, he answered his critics yes, uh, in, in no uncertain terms. Yeah. He was mammoth. They call him the Bison. On account oh. of his size and strength, oh. well, the bison went ballistic. I
0: haven't really noticed his uh, athleticism. Oh yes, batting at yeah. three,
1: so he comes here. He came in after Aaron Finch, big unit two. Aaron Finch is who, too, in terms Aaron of Finch is, uh, is uh, <laughs> well, not exact. Is, is get out. <laughs> <So> <laughs> his his, con, his contribution was modest with the bat, but yes. apparently a very good captain. Yes, but he and Warner um, were outstanding. But I've got a shout out too to New Zealand. I mean they. They started very slowly off the back of excellent bowling from yep. our, go- our lot, yep. especially Cummings and Hazelwood and, and Zampa. Yep. Um, but he compiled a mighty 85 off something got like 50 balls. He was unbelievably good. Really? And he's a star. Yep. And uh, then to, to post a good total and to see it overrun by two really, really good performances. Yep. Uh, very, very gracious in defeat and a, and a good man. Yep. So um, well done to the boys. Um, yeah, but it's interesting, isn't job. it, that um, – winning uh, papers over are all cracks because going into this series oh they're mate. saying well should Steve Smith be playing T20 probably not uh, is Warner past the post in terms of uh, yeah, age, and age uh, and ability you know and agility question and the bowling lineup etc so you know right. and those questions remain. Uh, to be answered, but winning does have a habit of papering over, papering well, over the cracks.
0: If I could just paint you this picture, because mm. if I was to summarise what you've just said and I put that into into physical uh, practice, it would be a bit like the ducks at the shooting gallery. We're all just coming along, and you get a pot shot at them, and most of the time you're able to hit them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon that with a lot of the Australian players oh, sure. going into T20. Sure, but I'll um, oh, you're right. Uh, and then
1: your boy he coming on the sh- on the show the other week, you we were talking about V8s, and you said two names to me. You said Brownie and Di Pasquale. So talk Di- to me about because uh, I did catch on the I don't know what. The, the news outlet was that Di Pasquale did very well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, either won or came second or what or something. And then, but you you know the well, true story. So it's, it's all been tell the listeners what's been going well, on in big, the world of VH. Uh,
2: well, it
0: was a big uh, three race weekend up in the uh, state mm. and kidney, uh, and to the point where you've got. I mean, some of these times are uh, just unbelievable. Um, Anton B. Uh, Anton Di Pasquale he won a race twenty seven in a time of uh, 50 minutes 37 uh, seconds uh, 37.246 and then you've got 50.43.334 like the, is that the fast? The, is it... It's it's not it's not that it's fast. It's just after thirty five or forty laps that they're separated by less than half a second. Oh, so you're saying it's the just...
1: distance between first and second and, is and tight. Look,
0: the 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 parity piece is good because you I mean you don't want to have some bloke that laps everybody four times, sure. right? Because that's going to be pretty boring. Anyway, what I did tell you about the other week, not only um, how good De Pasquale is now, he's in the groove now. Is he up
1: with the, the, the Giz bond, man. The Giz man? Yeah,
0: so the Giz man. But the Giz man did win a race. But race 28, the middle race, went to my old little mate your, who's coming in. Your
1: prodigy? <laughs> my
0: prodigy, 23 years of age, absolutely fearless. Drives a line like I've never seen and uh, can stick it as close to the wall as anybody. Flat chat at nearly three hundred. See, they're all racing terms. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand flat chat. He's got uh, he's got the roll bar setting correct. <laughs> got tire pressures are oh, spot on. he can put <laughs> it as close to the wall he can as anyone. Stick it as close to the wall. Doesn't even have to double clutch it. Oh <laughs> look at you go! <laughs> hey? I tell you what. I, well, I, they, they've got Why these... aren't you doing the racing commentary? Oh, tell you what. I shouldn't. I tell you what. I'd like to dress up a skafy one day and see how far. <laughs> <laughs> you a, get, you get into the mountain guard yeah, i the, the or the what are you the, the pits the, pits. the, pits. the pits. um that'll be a bit of fun uh, but mate, it's uh, it's awesome racing. But this kid is uh, this kid is going to be a superstar if he's not already. Um, and his pedigree. What you don't hear is a lot of the lead up to what this guy's done in or the last background. couple of years. So so, so he's won like- the he's won you know Formula Fords, Formula Twos. You know he's brained them all the mm. way through. Then all of a sudden you go, well, chuck this bloke in the deep end. Well. He's not just chucking in the deep end and then learning how to swim down the back. Yeah. He's gone straight to the deep end, this yeah, boy. Yeah, and, uh He's driving with the big boys. He's driving with the big boys and showing them how to do
1: it. Good. That's so, good. Um, so when do we look out for him, uh at the only race I know,
0: uh, Mount Panorama. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got to look out for him at Panorama. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see who he teams up with
1: yeah. to begin
0: with. But um, it'll be uh, it'll be one for the ages.
1: Exciting times ahead <laughs> Exciting for Brownie Boy. Times ahead, You're going to have to come up with a nickname for him because because yeah. Brownie isn't really really cutting it.
0: No, he need, he needs something else, doesn't he? You What's know, his first name? What wh- what about? Good will hunting. <laughs> 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 well, he's just Will Brown. I mean uh, he's you know, the son of Mr and Mrs. Brown. Will Burr Wilbur, Wilbur. Um, we'll we'll come
1: we'll come up with it name. Wilbur, yeah, what about no, Bomber? We'll, Bomber Brown yeah, yeah, or something. Like. Brown, oh, yeah, you work yeah, on that for yeah. me. Ask I'll, around. Um, yeah, we'll make one up. No, I think the show should just
0: give him a name. Just we'll, give we'll, him come, a name. We'll come up with one. So, anyway, how was your week, mate? Oh, how was your week so far, I should super, say? Super, so, super duper. And uh, and it's not long until, no, well, until you and we haven't done it. two smoking
1: fact, guns for the listeners out there. The two smoking guns are going on an excursion this evening.
0: Where, was it tonight or tomorrow, mate? No, it's an excursion oh, this oh, evening. Oh, it is tonight. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Um, we're off to see the James Bond movie. Oh, that's right.
0: Um, yeah, absolutely, we yes. are.
1: Yes, um, and so, uh, so we'll be we'll be ready for a review of that next week. Won't
0: we ever? Not I've heard it. I've heard lots of good things, I've and I've just said things. to people, just don't tell me any more.
1: So, no. Uh, well, well we, we are going early because we don't want the plot to leak. <laughs> so we'll do it do that job next week by telling all of our listeners <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> what Spoiler happens. alert! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Now, um,
1: I did notice, because we uh, were on sport there, and I just wanted to catch you up on the latest in the world of curling, Scotty. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right up there on those things that capture my attention. This might have escaped you through the week. Just to the left of the wheelhouse. (laughs) So, are you aware of the concept of curling? Which uh, is—it's
0: like mop on the floors and a big lump of cheese coming out. Pretty much, although
1: the big mop—the big mop of cheese—is actually a piece of granite, oh, fashioned uh, to be smooth. Yes, Um, I'll tell you a little bit about curling. All right. So it has its roots in 16th century Scotland. Yes. The rocks or the stones that they use, that they slide along the ice, yes. are made of granite, have to be made of granite. Yes. And they can only be quarried in two locations in the world. Wow. One's in Scotland and one is in Wales. Wales. Your, your yeah, father's uh, old, uh, the, old part of the world. Yep, that's right. And the and the curling, the, the stones, are provided by the tournaments. So you don't take ah. your your piece of stone to a tournament. Right. You arrive with he, your broom. <laughs> <laughs> and they provide you and the stone, handy handy. and they go, <laughs> off you go and do your curling. Wow. Now, the, the broom, these aren't any ordinary broom that you buy at Bunnings. Right. They're, uh, they're made of carbon fibre. <laughs> of course they are, and cost $8,000 each. Because they're a performance-enhancing oh, broom. stop it. Uh, using the same technology that comes out of the V8s. <laughs> um, and they're tipped with an abrasive fabric on the head, yes. instead of bristles. Abrasive, and, and okay. the concept of the broom for those that haven't watched said to shine the ice is, is to just... make the ice abrasive, so it slows the stone uh-huh. down. Uh-huh. See, this the stone will slide for a hundred meters on yeah. on uh, polished yeah.
0: ice. It'd be like in gravity; it'd just
1: go forever,
0: <laughs> just going in,
1: in, in, Fall. in,
0: in Fiji. <laughs>
1: But they use those things to slow them down because they have to arrive at it as a pre-designated location. A bit location. like bowling, a bit like, 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 bit like lawn bowling. Yeah. Exactly right. Think yes. lawn bowling. Um, and they they sweep it either to speed it up or bend the trajectory of it. Oh, they so can move they it of, around. So they make little grooves. And not allowed and to things. touch it. Yeah, right. So are you excited now? Well, to to, to listen to about two Aussies. Who are a very big chance of getting to the Winter Olympics in Beijing next February. I reckon we're a chance. No, <laughs> these guys have been at it for a while. Have they? This is a, 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 a male-female combo, Tali Gill and Dean Hewitt. Um, they don't they don't have a rink to train in Australia because there isn't one. <laughs> so they go to a life skating rink. And they use it when everyone's off it. And it's all roughed up and they practice, practice there. Right. But um, Australia's yet to qualify an athlete in this sport, ever. Really? Really. Oh. Um, so it's because the ice is in their
2: drinks. There's
0: <laughs> 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 you no <know>, ice left. <laughs> well, that's a great
1: quote, too, from years ago. from, from, from uh, <laughs> What's the lead singer Van Halen? What was his name? Oh, um, Stevie... No, uh, Eddie... Uh, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, Eddie, well, my, whatever his name is. Yep. Nah, the big guy, the big hair. Yeah, yep. He used to uh, He used to say, "Yeah, I used to jog, but the ice kept falling out of my drink. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's
2: his great guy. Yeah, love it. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, these two, Tali and Dean, they're off to the Netherlands in December to compete with 14 other nations for a place in the Olympic field. There are two slots up for grabs. Ooh. So there's fourteen goes into two. Wow! So um, they finished fourth in the world titles, the best finish of any Australian ever. Yes. And um, they're a big part of uh, their family. Um, their father Steve um, was in the Australian team that tried to to get in, but it was a, it was a demonstration sport now. Yes. Then it's a yes. sport now. Normally the the path So came. um so just have a in. In a couple of weeks, yes. um, they'll be in the Netherlands, and, and you probably won't catch it on the normal sports stations. <laughs>
0: be on channel 174. But I will keep
1: all of our listeners informed about how we're going in the curling qualifiers. Okay?
2: Uh, I haven't made any of
1: that up. That's actually a very true story. Well, I was going
0: to say, that you, now you have to tell me whether you think this is true or false. Yes. There's a sport
1: called Furliepen. <laughs> Furliepen. Furliepen. What was the before I answer that, <laughs> what was the sport that John Clark invented? That was far-narkling? Oh, for- 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 knarkling. far Farnarkling. 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 Remember it? that? If you go uh, go back and listen to have to. To, to his stories about far Very funny man. Well, I'll tell you, I mean if you, you So know. what was the what was the sport? Fruleepin'. I think it is a sport. Yes, it is a sport. Well, what what my, does it I entail?
0: Sat, I sat there with my father many years ago. <laughs> is it an, a and, Welsh sport or an Irish sport? Well, it's, it's over that part, of the, over world, that part anyway. of the world
1: anyway. Does it involve, is it like um, the one with the net at um, the end of the pole? No, not quite. It's a combination of long jump, yeah,
0: uh, pole vault, <laughs> 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 um, and uh, steeplechase. <laughs> You're kidding. And so all they do... I get these uh, I, and pole throwing. Oh, so, right. so they get these great big long poles, yeah, yeah. and they run to a, a creek or a river. They yeah. stick the pole in, like the go side. Jump, jump over, over the jump other side, jump over the other side.
1: Oh, fantastic!
0: Yeah, I've never heard my father no, just, laugh harder, at, at, other than myself, when I said, "What's this called?" And he said, "Froleipin." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna to have to look it up. Is it, it the again. Irish fur? Uh, what are we doing I, this for? I, thi- I think it's the Scots. What are we doing this for? We're for leaping <laughs> over the river. We're <laughs> <laughs> for leaping over there. <laughs> I think it's got to be the Scots and the Irish because uh, you know only one thing would be better is if they were doing it in kilts. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: yes, yes. You gotta be careful uh, with the kilt. Yeah. Imagine if your stick gets messed yeah, up with that's your sporran. Yep, oh, be I quite, uh, quite, I it could get quite awkward. It could as t- that. Uh, uh, Australian pole vaulter found out uh, remember that guy yeah. years ago Splinters yeah Splinters <laughs> <laughs> that's him uh, so, uh, so anyway we haven't even got the show in our way but we've already covered <laughs> Well, sort of we've done <laughs> cricket we've done V8s we've done curling for leaping yep. and fun arcling so we're
0: going to do uh, we're going to do this each week or we're going to we're going to we we'll do the
1: um, give a shout out or yeah. get out all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll line up t- a
0: couple of get outs for next week, I
1: think. Or <laughs> well, I might have one a bit later. We will. Not sure. Um well we can do all that um after a quick break. Okay. All right. Righto. All right, back uh, with the two smoking guns yes, talking all things sport. <laughs> and in the break you were talking to me about another sport, but we won't go into that one because it's it's it's, it's X rated we don't we don't talk about those well, yeah, of sports. Yeah, well anyway. It's, anyway. Uh, now have you noticed petrol prices? Well, I filled up my car today. <sighs> Premium two bucks. Yep, I feel... Unleaded 167, and I'm going, what's going on? Well, I I did some research, did you? Turns out um, that uh, there's an oil shortage. Is there an oil shortage? Well, there is because... um, Or a supply shortage. Well, it's a supply shortage. Or supply embargo. Well, it's a global supply bottleneck basically right. um because in covid no one was going anywhere with anything doing anything yep and i'm experiencing the same issue building a, a house at the moment with things arriving from overseas so yep. that's that's essentially what it right. is and of course um there's huge demand because people are coming out of lockdown out. last year so people are getting on with stuff so they need oil blah 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 so that's yep that's why we got it but apparently it should ease a bit next year as, as global production eventually catches up but uh that's as high as have i ever seen yeah. it.
0: I, I, well, I did exactly and and,
1: and, it, and it And this is a segue to you because I know we've been talking about EVs a lot. Yeah. So uh, it, I was, while I was at the pump waiting 10 minutes for my
0: tape to fill it. Yeah,
1: 100%. <laughs> I thought, there's got to be a better way than this. And um, I looked around and my local pump station did not have an EV charging port. Is and that I thought, right? Well, that's got to change yeah, because as been. people adopt these things, because the only real blockage with them at the moment is the price. Yes, you know. I mean, I, I, I seriously buy one tomorrow if it was the same price as the car I had at and, the moment. And, char- and, and Yeah, and all so the rest of it. But that'll get be the... better. So, to, what's the latest on that? Because I know it's a pet project. To well, be
0: well. It, I'm just you know just keeping an eye on things as we go along. But uh, just before I start, I, I do exactly the same as you. I, 112 bucks to fill my tank the other day.
1: Oh, you, you do have a. You do have an F 500. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I actually don't, and <laughs> that's the issue. But and and I was only paying. Um, uh, I paid uh a dollar eighty one. 81. Yeah. But two bucks yeah you can you gotta be you gotta be careful. Add that up, you know, over sixty litres at I'm walking thirty more. thirty <laughs> I'm buying a horse. I'm walking. <laughs> um getting a scooter. So, so you know it was just funny because uh, I did come across this EVPs piece and um So, electric vehicle sales in Australia, uh, we knocked out about 10,000 cars in 2010, so 11 years ago. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, But in 2018, the world went bazinga and uh, sort of sat up and took notice. So, we'd sold about, looks like about 15,000 cars in 2018, so not a lot of progression over that. No, not much at all. But between 2018 and 2021... We've gone from 15,000 to 65,000. There
1: you go. What's, so, what's the percentage on that is high. I, yeah, don't know. I can't so, do that uh, calculation, in my So, head.
0: battery, electric, and plug in hybrid uh, EV sales. So, EV percentage of all vehicles was basically 0% in 2011. Um, it now still only represents 1.5%. In terms of those sales versus all sales, yep, yep. So it's still got a heck of a long way to go, but um, well, hence its
1: upside.
0: Yeah, but it's just—I mean, I'm you know in my day to day, you know, what I do when I'm not uh, well, when we're not doing this, um, I'm having so many more discussions with people across all sorts of infrastructure that are looking to have these EV charges um, and these EV vehicles. And in fact, it was only the government, I think, recently, just made some noise about. Wanting to, they're, they're going to go and buy a fleet of EVs now. Right, so oh, buses. Know. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it's all of that. And uh, but that that landscape. In fact, I had a chat with a couple of chaps today, and we we're talking about exactly that thing. Um, uh, they run a uh, they run a golf club. And uh, to the point where, you know, we're going to have to put in some EV charges because the boys are going to be here five or six hours. So they can bring their car and plug it in. Oh, makes sense. So, you know, there's... Uh, totally. You think about all those places where people might go and actually spend, congregate. Spend some through, time. Spend mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to be running out on the freeway coming back from uh, down nether. Down, down, the, down the, the, the shank. Down the shank way. Down the because uh, you can't sort of pull into a station and just top up. No, that's the problem with them still. Yeah, um, and the batteries are probably a bit too many and a bit too heavy to carry spare spear Down at the
1: club I play at down there, they're talking about putting in the charges. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah, they, uh, makes mate, absolutely sense. It'll be, it'll be a given. Five so whilst, years. So whilst you're, whilst you're waiting, you can hook it up.
0: Well, in fact, I'm catching up with the I'm catching up with the chap tomorrow, and we're having a discussion about um, a, a whole number of. Uh, public car parks in the C B D that he has something to do with and about what that looks like from an EV charging.
1: Well exciting time. So yeah no there's I, think, there's I think Scotty you might be in the right part of the industry. I, I at
0: reckon the I I reckon we might have just might have just jagged that. Yeah, there we just reckon there's a little uh, there's a little train just gonna yes. chuff around. For It'll a be a regular segment yeah, the two there's smoking guns dedicated going on in that space renewables
1: and, and those sorts yeah, of no, things. Yeah no 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 it's
0: gonna be a big part of
1: our life. Don't worry about that. Um, so here is another invention for you, um, in terms of this, the, you know EVs and other yes. inventions. we love new inventions. This is a new invention that's coming out of Taiwan, Ooh. that's taking the pong out of cat poo. Oh, which is a very important thing if you own a cat. Do the Chinese know about it? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going oh. to invade Taiwan just to pick up this little secret recipe. Oh, stand by. So the world, the world cat lovers. Yep. What's that jingle? The cats of Australia oh, yeah. have made their choice: Snappy Tom, Snappy yep, that's Tom. It. That's the one. Yep. Um, so all those people and uh, all the Snappy Toms out there uh, can finally breathe easy. Taiwanese researchers have cracked the feline equivalent of cold fusion, ah. i.e., cat poo that doesn't stink. Ah. If you've ever owned a cat, their poo stinks. Whilst it doesn't exactly smell of roses, they discovered that the litter that a litter of cats fed with a silkworm pupae. is nowhere near as noxious. As well as the whiff, uh, the pupa are a natural byproduct of silk production. Yes. Um, They eliminate harmful intestinal bacteria and eliminate the noxious noxious fumes. Yes. In tests, cats eagerly ate up the delicious gloopy insects flavoured with tuna, milk, fish and chicken and their outpouring was uh, not noxious. Ah. So expect in future to have uh, cat food infiltrated or incorporating yes. um, these silkworm pupae um, so that the people that are living in flats don't have to open their windows all the time, which well, would be a rather good invention. If I told my cat that his tish didn't
0: stink, he'd have a, he'd have a breakdown. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's his motto. That's his motto. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. hey, there's something exciting going to happen in, in, uh, in this city. And uh, I'm not sure that you might have uh, been... Uh, have come across this or be familiar with what this is, right. but
1: um, we're going to get a zip
0: line. Now right. I, I, I heard hear rumours about. Yes, this. so is this one of
1: Sally Cap's initiatives well, to bring people back into the I, city? I believe so. Yeah.
0: So some dude is going to set up a zip line. That's going to run from Fed Square. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about nine metres above the Yarra. Yeah. Go across the Yarra to the other side over mm-hmm. to some boat sheds. To so the or boat something. sheds. Somewhere over there. So bookings to ride on the zip lines are being strung across, uh, being strung across the Yarra in December. Have almost sold out three weeks before the
1: launch date. Fantastic. Yeah. How many lines are there? Just the one. Just the single one. Right. Maybe um, they should erect another couple. Well, maybe they should. Have well, maybe, they should have,
0: maybe they should have one going back the other way. Yeah. So how do you get back? <laughs> <laughs> what you got to walk? You got to walk. Do
1: some shopping on um, the way back.
0: Operator for Firefly added more tickets after sales opened last week, but just four hundred spots remain. Oh wow! Thrill seekers will launch on the one hundred and thirty meter oh jewel zip line. Oh, sorry, there is two. Yeah. From December the first. Firefly Zip Line co-founder Emma Mood said the company never expected to sell tickets so quickly. Construction That's on the structure to suspend the lines nine meters above the river will begin in about a fortnight near Princess Bridge. The lines will operate between Federation Square and the Alexandra Gardens daily until December first, excluding Christmas Day. Oh, they'll extend that, surely if it's popular. Uh, so let me just read that to you again. The lines will operate between Federation Square and Alexandra Gardens daily until December the first, well, ex- would- excluding Christmas Day, what? <laughs> that's twenty-four days later.
1: <laughs> that's a incorrect reportage. So there,
0: it's going to stop and December. yeah. Okay. Well, I'd go into so, the they'd have a website. Well, I'm sure. I will. think maybe it's going to run until January the
1: first, so. excluding Christmas Day. Well, I might have a look today. at that. I'm in the city
0: tomorrow. Um,
1: are you? I am. Well, there we go to see a musical.
0: Oh, are you going to see a musical? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy!
1: <laughs> now, um, mate, I just wanted to take a moment because um, it. Um, I I was um, with heavy heart. I learnt today that uh, one of my favourite Australian singer-songwriters, Mark Gillespie, passed away uh, last week. Yes. Cause of death unknown. He's been living in Bangladesh since around 2005, where he's been building orphanages. Right. He uh, was big in the early 80s. Um, right. He had a, an album called Only Human on the Glenn Wheatley label right. and another one called Nothing Special shortly after. Um, he's probably one of the greatest sort of poets of our time. He never really extremely commercially popular, but very popular on the live scene. Right. He didn't like the whole palaver about being a a musician, never, went, never wanted to go on Countdown, never wanted to do any, anything like that. He just right. was about the music. Uh, he was a reluctant rock star, I guess you'd say. Right. Um, but um, he then did a couple of albums in 83, and then he went to leave in years, living in Bangladesh, before he released, released his last album in 1992, and then he just completely withdrew, saying he was disappointed, ripped off, let down, betrayed, ignored, etc., etc. And he went to Bangladesh as a spiritual retreat, and right. he just was building orphanages and doing all that. Right. So, I used to see him a lot with good friends of mine at the Continental Cafe and Greville Street and right. places like that. Places slightly, slightly yep. off the beaten path. But uh, he was an incredible musician um, yeah. and he played with an incredible group of musicians. He used to play with the likes of uh, Ross Hannaford, ex Daddy Cool, yeah, right. yep. um, Joe Creighton, um, Mick O'Connor, Broderick Smith, yeah. Lisa Bade, all these. As sorts in
0: Broderick Smith's big combo. Yeah, yeah,
1: he used to play with all those sort of guys. So, in honour and tribute to the great man, I just wanted to play a little track. Um uh, And is uh, Mark Lespie with Nothing Special. Good. All those cats
3: talk about There's a train coming around. the bend And when it comes, it's gonna be the end And it's a special that comes at midnight Just to get the weary You only get one chance, it won't be back again. And it's got a white light up the front, and behind you can hear the bell. And pretty soon it's gonna take me to hell. That's when you're breaking your back, though, they tell you you got to smile. Yeah, but I'm on the right track.
0: through smoking Light guns kids. but that goes back a while well, well the mark Gillespie uh, song back we played the, back before the, the 80s I reckon. yeah,
1: yeah uh, great guy um <laughs> we've been texting a bit this afternoon a few of the guys and i've seen him a bit over the years and uh andrew whatter you know a good friend of the program hey, said a very very uh, talented musician but a very complex man
0: oh really <laughs> yes well, it seems um, you know yeah, you described him earlier in that you know he didn't enjoy the pomp and ceremony. No. But then he's also it seems as though he's had a bit of a whack, saying, "Well, I didn't get looked after," and all of that. So maybe it was just a bit too complex for himself. <laughs> bit of complex.
1: Now, um, moving <laughs> well, on to a totally not different topic, uh, completely unrelated. <laughs> when I read the headline to you, uh... "More weapons than Rambo," <laughs> hang on, what 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 does that conjure up uh... to you? Because I watched a, a little, I don't know why. I think I saw a, you know, sometimes on the socials they stick up scenes from movies. I think it was the opening scene from Rambo One, yes, the original one where the Drifter, yeah, uh, John Jay, whatever his name is, comes back over the river, over the bridge, and the cops try and talk to him. He says nothing, stony face, silence. Yep, they drag him into the cop station. They start roughing him up a bit. And it's only when they bring out the knife, he has the acid flashback from the Vietnam village where he was held kidnapped. And he goes on a rampage (laughs) and takes out, without a a weapon, takes out all the cops and then runs out the street, knocks someone off his motorbike and they have a big chase. That's how the scene starts. Rambo has to go and find him. Rambo has to go and find himself. And then they have to bring... If you haven't seen it, I'm spoiling the plot. But then you have to bring back the uh, the general that had him in Vietnam. Yeah, to, that's right. To talk him out of the jungle. And then he, mentor. And then he gives him one last mission, <laughs> which turned into Rambo <laughs> 2, 3, 5. <laughs> yeah. and Rambo 17. So uh, a very good franchise for the sly. Yes, Stallone. yes. But uh, police uncovered a stash of weapons to rival Rambo's arsenal really? uh, over the weekend follow, in Melbourne following an extensive drug trafficking investigation. Right. Two men are facing serious charges. They um, raided four properties and a storage unit out east. I won't name the suburbs. Yes. But this is what they found. I didn't even know what some of these are. They found samurai swords. Yes. I think they're yep. the ones that the Japanese yep. warriors yep. use, the very, long ones. Very sharp. Knuckle dusters. Yeah, knuckle I haven't buses. heard of a knuckle duster in a long no, time. Uh, it's been a while. Yep. Uh, can't I can't say I have owned any But not a Butterfly knife. Is that what a you use to fillet knife. a fish? Or a butterfly Is that knife. something else? Or is that a knife that is, is that shaped l- like a butterfly? like a flick knife? I haven't, haven't done my research. No. A flick knife. That's, that's oh, the one that flick flicks open. Yeah, that's the yeah, flick yeah, open, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 A nunchucker. Yeah. That's the one that uh, Bruce Lee and the guys used to use. Yeah, like.
0: two, bits, <laughs> two, 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 two bits of wood and a, and a chain in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Just be careful you <laughs> don't knock yourself out. Take your own head off.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: A thing called a cookery. A cookery. Yeah. Now, listeners might know what that is. Uh, a throwing knife. Well, I thought any knife could be a throwing knife. Uh, but these think. must be special knives. Yeah, these are weighted. When you throw them, they're weighted yeah, so that the correct. blade... Ends up sticking it's into the person like those, instead of the
0: handle. It's a bit like those weighted axes, I think, that right. they throw. You can't just pick up a, you know, because you, it's it's no you can't just go to Bunnings and get you an can't, axe. You <laughs> can't pick up
1: a bread knife and chuck it and the handle hits the guy. That's not an effective weapon. No, nah, no. Nah. If there's a bloke with an
0: apple on his head, the, the knife will go through his head, not the apple. That's <laughs> <laughs>
1: guaranteed. And a meat cleaver. Oh, yeah, nasty. So they clearly like their meat. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Nasty. They found a lot of drugs as well. I won't go into that. Any, but, uh, uh, any Danny cause, Nash cause I, in there? Because I know what most of the drugs are. I <laughs> don't know what many of the knives
0: are. Any, uh, any Danny Nash in there?
1: Uh, he's a little bit of cash. A little bit of she's cash? A, she's got cash, Neville.
0: Yeah, there is cash here, There's Neville. cash here, Neville.
1: <laughs> um, we have uncovered and seized more knives and weapons that you would find in Rambo's arsenal. Oh, wow. The uh, acting inspector said. Yeah. Um, he's facing a few charges, and uh, he'll probably be going away for a long time.
0: Well, interesting. Uh, no guns.
1: No just guns. Just Neville. all knives and hacksaws
0: and machetes, and yeah. Well, see, they're easy to get though. Oh, that gear would be. probably. Guns are a little bit trickier. I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought. Hey, not, not being to an expert there. Got to be made by air. someone. Got not to be sold by someone. in the area. Got to be stolen by someone in order to be sold by someone. No, I only
1: mentioned the article because it had Rambo in the title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Rambo. Well, Jungy of, Rambo.
0: Well, speaking of wars, can I step you through one that's been averted? Oh good, yes. yeah.
1: By John J. Rambo?
0: Uh not quite, but I tell you what, if the if the uh if the tribe if, had found out If they're not careful. Um, okay. If the tribe had found out what the government have done, there would have been blood on the street. Mm. <laughs> Let me step you through this. Are you familiar with dry zones? Well, there's one at the MCG,
1: I no, believe. I'm talking about suburbs. Ah.
0: Have you heard familiar
1: with Oh well there's one isn't there, one uh in is it Not Box Hill. One out out that way that was a dry zone where there isn't a pub or a bottle shop in the suburb. Can't buy a grog. Yeah. Right? You just can't buy a grog. Let me step you through
0: this. You'll you'll fall off your seat. Mm. What these people have been doing for 80 years is just beyond me. Having a drink. Sounds absurd. (laughs) (laughs) How they've lived, I just don't know. (laughs) Dry zones that have prohibited alcohol being publicly served in some of Melbourne's most conservative suburbs. ...have it's been abolished. It, does it
1: say what the suburbs are? Ah, I stand by. Ah, good. Residents in parts of... Parts of? Camberwell. Camberwell, that's the one. Glen Iris. Glen Iris. Box Hill. Box Hill.
0: Have for years been asked to go to the polls to give operators of cafes and restaurants and bars the right to apply for a liquor licence. Um, How could you run a business without a liquor licence? Seriously? Seriously. The changes Seriously. to the Victorian laws during the week repealed the rules that date back to the 1920s anti-alcohol well, movement. prohibition. Right? Yeah. Now, anyone wanting to serve alcohol in the former dry areas would be bound by the same rules and regs as anywhere else in Victoria. Makes perfect sense. i put them in a teacup. Lyle, <laughs> here, here we go. Here's Rambo <laughs> coming. You ready? Uh, lifelong Campbellville resident and planning activist.
1: Activist.
0: Mary Drost. Oh,
1: yeah. Mary's got her dander up. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> she said she was shocked and very angry about the change. Not happy, Jan. <laughs> She's not happy, Mary. <laughs> It's been a much safer place, this area, being dry. Let me tell you. Oh, she, she's given it the, let me tell you. Let me tell you. The community will not be very happy because it's made a safer place to be. When I go to areas where there's alcohol being consumed so easily, for a woman on your own, it's not safe on the street.
2: Not happy, Jerry. <laughs> <Mary? laughs> <laughs>
0: so, dry zones also covering parts of Ashburton. Oh, yes. Canterbury. Yes. Baldwin, Mont Albert and Surrey Hills have long been divisive. Wow! So, in 2018, uh, Dictator Dan
1: they're on the get, they're on the back on the
0: well, beers. This is Dictator Dan labelled them archaic and vowed to scrap them. So, uh, and the Victorian Chief Paddy O'Sullivan said. They were developed by wowsers. Wowsers, wowsers, wowsers. a great term, isn't it? Waleses. Uh But Miss Ross said she was angry and devastated that they'd been abolished. It's been snuck through purposely because they didn't want all of us screaming out about it. <laughs> so, Not happy, Mary. So there's a fair chance they've knocked this through at about 2.30 yeah, in
2: the morning. Yeah, I reckon they have. Just, just on
0: look, a Tuesday t- night. Just next to the other <laughs> one they're trying to uh, knock through. Oh, yeah, 30 well, I'll tell you what, that's got people's dander up. Um... And removes the ability of local residents to vote on a proposed liquor license application in those designated areas. So wow, I just all those people out there now—they're wowsers. They, well, well, no, they, they can. The,
1: the ones that aren't wowsers can now go to they a can restaurant get on the beers. Get on the beers. <laughs> Correct. Christ, I knew. I mean, property prices will go through the, mar- the roof up there now. I that people actually
0: that want to live there. What? now that they've come to Earth, come <laughs> <laughs> Earth to Canterbury, oh. you can. Uh, seriously. Anyway,
1: we're not. Uh, we should be careful because there might be people that have strong, well, strong views to the contrary. I mean, like, we don't, I don't want to upset those people, but life's better with a little tipple.
0: Well, I don't. I don't like the fact that the potentially the democratic process has been taken away, that's, and they haven't had an opportunity to be able to have their say and vote for or against. Yes, um, that's probably a bit heavy-handed, but. That's probably we're probably a bit used to that lately. I would have thought. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we, we might cons- just be
1: coming around. Coming around. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated with that because you often come to the program with great stories about the history of this great city of ours. Yes, I and I I, I, I was aware that that was a thing, but I thought that had gone on in the eighties. No. No. And the fact that it still remains to this day is what I would call an anachronism. Yeah,
0: well, it's not only, uh, well, it's, it's broader than I thought too. I yeah. thought it was sort of Campbellwell and Campbellwellish, but there's a few, I, I, Box Hill sort of, um, uh, I'm interested about Box Hill. Mm. because I've been to Box
1: Hill and you can... You can get a can drink get at one a, of the restaurants you can get a out wine there. or a beer out there yeah, It yeah. must be parts of. Yeah, parts a, thereof.
0: Uh, Chinatown's exclusion. Yeah, it's must be cl- exclusion zone. <laughs> <laughs> have you been out and had... Um, Not uh, for a while. No, I haven't either. Not Maybe, for a we while. Might need to they might do a, a out there,
1: per oh, they do a yum char out there, They do a yum char out
0: there, all right.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> the streets are written in Chinese. <laughs> you don't know where you are.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, just... Um, Per chance of this, yes. um, do you reckon video games are a sport? Uh, yes. Well, yes. Based on the fact that the mil- there's millions of people watching them online around ah, the world. Mate, it's it's mammoth. They kind of meet the qualifications. Yeah. Let me step you through this. Yeah. Last weekend, an audience of 2.7 million people yep. uh, on the internet, on streaming platforms, watched two teams compete for, wait for it, US $1 million in a game called Counter-Strike. Yep. The, there's also another game, the world's biggest eSport game, and I'm talking about... stuff. I've be careful because I know nothing about this. Yeah, okay. Uh, League of Legends, apparently, it's yep. called. It's a strategy game involves intense and precise input from various players. Um, they held tournament. 5.4 million people watched it. Yep. Right? Yep. That's uh, more than watch the NRL Grand Final. 100%. Yeah, okay. It's more than watch the AFL grand final. So it's interesting because people might scoff and say, how can that be a sport? But um, if I compare it to golf, which I love and you love, but not a lot of people do. No. There's a lot of people that don't. No. Um, they, uh, they offer huge sums of money for, for people playing in their <laughs> yes, tournaments. they do. Um, and obviously TV rights are a big part of how they arrive at those yes. you know, ridiculous sums that the players earn. Yes. Um, but like... In golf, not all players who play golf, you and I play golf, but we're never going to make it onto the PGA Tour. Never were, no. never are, never will. Um, not meant to. We're now <laughs> seniors age and we won't make that either. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's the same in esports. Apparently there's 24 million people around the world that play this Counter-Strike game right. that I mentioned before every month, but only 120 of them qualified for this tournament. Wow. Right? So you've got to be bloody good yeah, to, to do be, it. It's not just your hacker in the lounge rah. room. So your, you know, your kids at home—they're not going to make it this level because they train, right? They're professionals. This is
0: a career for these people,
1: this and is... and and they're performing at a at a competition a level most players, most normal players, cannot comprehend. Um, a hobbyist who plays four times a week is unlikely to understand the strategy at play between professional players. Right? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you consider the competitive credibility of it all. It's important to probably recognise that an outsider cannot appreciate the depth of some of these contests and how much time and attention they have to spend on getting their game strategy to the level it needs to be. Yep. You don't have to be a golf fan to recognise Tiger Woods is pretty good at what he does. Sure, right? And crucially, um, there's players that are pretty good at what they do in this game. Um, but we realm. might not
0: appreciate that, right? Because Because we don't play it and mm. therefore don't know how hard that might be. Hmm. I mean, I know I've jumped on, you know, kids have had games in the past. They've gone, come on, Dad, have a go at this. And, you know, crashed and burned and fell over. But these guys are just magical, right? At another level. They're just unbelievable.
1: So it just shows you when it comes to professional sport as we know it, um, there's one thing that's a a proof point. Uh, Where there's money, there's a contest. Yeah, 100%. So uh, it's amazing. And I'm led to believe, you know the nets, Netflixes, and the stands, and the things, and all that yeah. sort of gear. there's more people playing video games and watching all that stuff? Yeah, I, around I, the world. I wouldn't. I, it's I not our would, demographic. Wouldn't hesitate. But uh, on a pure numbers basis, uh, and so that equals uh, money, and then therefore these contests and best of the best and all that. So, so an insight, Scotty, into a world I know nothing about, well, and probably will never.
0: And do you recall what I shared with you maybe a month ago? Mm-hmm. Is that Netflix are getting into this space? Of course, why well, wouldn't they? So you where there's money, you can go and play, their, play game. their game. You just pay up and dial in. There you go. So you can you, you'll have a hundred people around the world you'll be playing against. Well, I have
1: played one game. I played FIFA with my son oh, once, did you? and I've also played a couple of golf games. Yeah, right. Okay. And I'm a lot better player playing the game <laughs> than I am on the real. Well,
0: speaking about golfers. that, that's probably a segue to uh, what I think, oh, and I genuinely think this is a problem because like, if you look at a lot of kids these days, you, you normally see the tops of their head. Yes. Because they've got their head down staring at a screen. Yes. You know, where they're walking along the street, sitting in a bus shelter, sitting on mm. a bus, on the train, wherever. Um, so letting chiropractor. Uh, is warning excessive screen time in children is causing a generation of tech industries in young adults. Well,
1: it makes a lot of sense because you and I know as an adult, if you spend hey. too much time in front of your computer screen, you get Great. sore shoulders.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sore
1: neck. So, but these kids are doing it. From a really early age, so they're doing when they're forming shit. their spine. A hundred percent. Yes.
0: So I'm. Uh, so that is a big problem. Yeah. So I look. This. This. It's an interesting article, but uh, I think it gives rise to a whole lot of uh, scenarios whereby you know you need to. You've either got to limit the screen time for the kids, or you've got to counteract
1: what they're doing. Have you, said, have you, per chance, have you watched the parenting I show? I have
0: been watching the parenting show. It's been quite interesting. What? Uh, some of the parents are as interesting as the children, I've got to say. <laughs> Far more interesting. <laughs> uh,
1: my mother watched it. Oh, did she? And she said, based on this program, I was a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> have you still got she the She was running around whacking mother. us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, um... Uh, for, I don't think mum listens to the show anyway. Um but um <laughs> but I, I it's quite a challenging show and it's it's obviously set up for the whole um it's set up for ratings. It's a bit yes. like maths or whatever. But um the block <laughs> there's a, there was a bit this bit on that where they tried to limit screen time yeah. and the kids freaked out. Yeah. It was like having their arm chopped yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going so to turn the Wi-Fi And then was for one hour. to tell you this story, we went to a pub the other day for a counter lunch. Yeah, it's lovely. And it's a big pub, it's a Bayside pub, and in in years gone by, they would have had a kid's playroom. Oh, yes. Mum and Dad are tucking into their parma and chips, and the kids have just had their nuggets and their red lemonade, Then they would run it off in the playroom, which involved typically lots of balls. And a a smoke-filled room at that. Correct. (laughs) These days, they have a big table with iPads, so they can sit down and play iPads. Do they? Really? No, I kid you not. No. And I don't think that's... That's NQR. That's not the answer. Yeah. And and as for, don't get me started because we've, we're we going to run out of time, but don't get me right. started on people who take their children out for dinner. Yeah. And they sit yeah. at one end of the table and they got their head buried in an iPad. Yeah, no, no. It, no, might, no. it might be a pacifier, it, but it's not conducive to family conversations. What's the point in taking them out anyway?
0: Absolutely. That does my head in. Now we're sounding.
1: Now we're sounding like the two old blokes in the Muppets. That does
0: matter. That does in more than children eating with their fingers oh, when they've got a knife yeah. and fork next to them.
1: Well have we, we got we the t- the, the no. two the two grump the two grumpy smoking guys <laughs> the two old smoking grumpy guys oh. have got to go now mate what well, do mate uh, well. and one of the reasons we've got to shoot off uh, listeners is we're right, um listen we'll we'll be back next week with a full report and uh a spoiler alert on the James Bond movie see you then the road but until then we'll see ya